Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. On today's pod, Chelsea have made it back-to-back wins as they progress into the Carabao Cup third round after seeing off Wimbledon 2-1. We're going to check up on the temperatures of the players after that game and we're going to look to the weekend as Chelsea are back in action in the Premier League against Nottingham Forest and Brady and I are battling it out in the quiz again as Craig returns as an ESCR quizmaster for the pod. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Craig. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I got a bit of stick, actually, while I was doing the quiz last week, um, saying, when's Brady back? But looks like I'm back, so I must have done too bad a job. <laughs> yeah, well, we uh, short notice, isn't it? Two pods in a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our good friend, Brady. How are we doing, Brady? Yeah, good to know that the people I paid to message you on WhatsApp to give you a bit of stick came through for me. But uh, yeah, two wins in a row, building momentum before the transfer window closes. I've got to say, we'll talk about Cole Palmer and other stuff, but I'll be happy when the window shuts. So many things like, you know, well, you know, links on other happening, players maybe going, things like that. So yeah, be good to just get the window shut, get the squad moulded and uh, get rolling with the season, really. That's it. Um, well, yeah, the signing was announced yesterday for Cole Palmer, but... We will come on to that, but um, mm. it was announced just before kickoff uh, as Chelsea took on Wimbledon in the second round of the Carabao Cup. Uh, the game finished 2-1 to Chelsea. It was a funny old game. Uh, Chelsea had 84% possession in this one. Uh, nine shots on target out of 23. Wimbledon just two on target uh, of 10. And just the one save for Sanchez. And seven saves for Alex Bass of Wimbledon in in sticks um what well brady you and i were at the game yesterday yeah what did you what did you make of it it was a bit of an odd patchwork quilt kind of team made by some modern artist i mean it it displayed the injuries we have i mean there was a lot of there was there were seven changes made Mm. by pochettino for the carabao cup side so yeah, I mean, there's there quite a lot of criticism. I mean, obviously, the first half was not good. Let's get that out there. It was poor. But I think there has to be some context. I mean, I think if you put Brozier, Madrid, Carney, even Lavia, if if Cole Palmer joined earlier, he'd have a really good second, you know, second string. As it was, it looked like kind of a team that in 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 the majority you jumble together and play a Cobham like a training match, it looked like a behind doors training team in some senses, and it showed really. They have never really played together. Very disjointed in the first half. Couldn't really string three passes together. Um, Wimbledon got a goal where Robert Sanchez did his karate, he did the karate chop against Luton. He did the flying punch against Wimbledon. He might do a roundhouse goal kick against Forest. Bit of bit of an all action guy. <laughs> bit of an all action guy, uh, Rob Sanchez. But yeah, he gave away the penalty. It was quite harsh. Actually, I haven't watched it back too much. But um, yeah, um, it was quite a harsh penalty. There's no VAR, so that was a penalty to them. But yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of a bizarre. I mean, it was more more unforced error than a drunk pensioner playing tennis. It was all over the place. Um, but we, you know, we got a penalty ourselves, and that seemed to set us down. And the second half was a lot better, but yeah, not great. Yeah. So the team, for those who didn't know, so Sanchez was in goal. We had Dzarzi, Colwell, Humphreys at the back, with uh, Kukurea left back as well, and then sort of Gallagher and Ugochukwu in the middle, and then Diego Moreira. Martson, Madueke, it was good to see him back, and then Mason Burstow up front. So a very youthful-looking team. Um, I think <laughs> Diego Moreira coming off at half-time was uh, summed up his performance in the first half. I thought he was he was he was extremely poor. That whole left side with Moreira and Kukurea was very painful to watch. But I mm. um, thought Madueke thought played reasonably well on the other side. He definitely looked like someone who was beyond the level of the game. But fair play to Wimbledon. They came and um, dug in, made it difficult. Um, and in the first half, where we were, where we were uncomfortable, I thought they, they, were, they were helping towards that, definitely. Um, and then, obviously, the second half, it was 
I thought it was plain sailing, really, and we should have really um, got a few more goals. But wasn't wasn't a great indictment, I think, for people going to the game. Obviously, it was a Carabao Cup game, a lot of families there. I don't think many people would have been that impressed leaving the stadium with the performances of uh, with the performance of the team. So, not not a great advertisement for Chelsea. That one. I mean, in terms of the second half, Jackson came on, and it was like an elite player coming to help his local pub team out. I mean, it was such a huge upgrade. No, no disrespect to Mason Burst though. Um, when Jackson came on and then Enzo, it changed the game really, and we took a lot more energy. The crowd got up. The crowd was so flat. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a dull atmosphere in the first 40 minutes. I mean, waiting for the team to get going, they didn't really get going. And then we created two XG in the second half, and we only created one 1. 1.2 XG in the first half with a penalty. So that showed the difference. And it was a really nice moment for Enzo. You, you know, um, you were teasing me, but uh, I was saying that Enzo doesn't really take many shots. He had about 20 shots second half. Uh, you tell <laughs> so me. Got- yeah, you tell me beforehand. He doesn't take any shots from outside the area. He's well, he got his shooting goals. boots on. He was. Yeah. Got his inner De Bruyne out, I think. Um, yeah, took a shot, tested the goalkeeper and got, obviously, huge slice of luck for the goal. But it was good to get his goal and it really meant a lot to him. The big celebration, even though, you know, they're playing versus League Two opposition. So, you know, you know, if Poch is like, you know, you can't be too critical. We won the game. Poch said afterwards, you know, there's Premier, Premier League teams that have gone out, you know, no comment Spurs. And, uh, yeah, just, we're in the hat. So, wasn't pretty. It was very disjointed, but we're in the hat. And we weren't in the hat after last season because obviously we played Man City. So we've got Brighton next round. We've got the the grudge match, the, the Caicedo derby. Um, yeah, we've got Brighton time. on the yeah Wednesday, the 27th of September. Is home or away? Is that home or away? Yeah, Chelsea, Brighton at home at the bridge. Nice. It's going to be a fiery atmosphere for that one. I think we'll see a yeah. different team. I wonder if Brighton will rest some players for that as well. It could be quite an interesting game. Yeah, I mean, Deserby will definitely rotate. I think he likes to rotate a lot. I don't think they'll be prioritising the uh, League Cup, to be honest. Um, maybe. Yeah. Definitely got a lot of your youngsters they can play. But by then, we should have a much lesser patchwork team. Like I said before, we should have a Mudrick. I mean, if Mudrick's fit, Brozier, Palmer should be up and running by then. Carney won't be back, but... Lavia might be up and running, so it really should be a way stronger team than he was last night. And obviously, I have to put a stronger team up because they're playing stronger opposition. But yeah, yeah, we're in the hat, and that's that. Yeah, maybe and maybe Badia Shield as well. It'd be nice yeah. to see him. But um, right, let's move on to the temperatures. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperatures dropped, who's been playing well, and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. Okay, so temperatures for this game is actually just going to be Brady and I. Craig missed the game; he was at a wedding. Um, so Craig's been was... having a jolly up in France while we were watching, <laughs> we were watching that slop first half in the cold. <laughs> Chris is happy because he won't be in the freezer this week. Yeah. Well, well, you never know. But yeah, Craig I, was drinking we'll vintage champagne, and we were watching flat prosecco first half. So, you, mate. <laughs> Right, so Brady, you you can go first this week. Me and oh, you. can I? All right. All right. If it's a bit of a, a bit of a reluctant one because he's a young kid, but Diego Moreira. I mean, it was forty-five minutes. You don't. You might want to forget. It was like the last episode of Game of Thrones. Forty-five minutes. You want to forget about. It was awful. I mean, he only had seventy-four percent passing accuracy, one out of six accurate crosses. He was on corners for some bizarre reason. And Chelsea was setting up with the way the England used to, where they did that charge into the box. I'm not sure what you call it. Where they, yeah, 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 they, they all stand that, on the edge of the area. Yeah, stand on the edge. And he, he couldn't even beat the first man twice. Why was he on corners? I mean, maybe he just wanted to build his confidence. But I think Poch tries to have a bit of a poker face sometimes, but you could tell he was getting annoyed. And he, I mean, that that left-hand side was absolutely terrible. So um, with him and Kukurea first half. And yeah, I mean, he was just like a... He looked out of his depth, to be honest, and um, uh, I, mean, I heard Jason Cundy on Chelsea FC commentary was absolutely battering in him, and I don't like to say this about a player, but maybe a chance we never see this player play for Chelsea again. I mean, we've had so many ins, um, we've had so many of these secondary signings, and I do think some of these players might play for Strasbourg, the Blue Co team, but can't really see Diego really getting in the team for us anytime soon in wide areas. We're so stacked at left wing, we just bought Cole Palmer, and Kunku's got to come back. Might be he's only 45 minutes for the club, so it'd be tough to put him in the freezer, but he was dire. And um, yeah, he's a young player. Hopefully, he gets some experience. But yeah, he sh- there's levels, and he's not ready for Chelsea at the moment. Yeah, completely agree. He was 
appalling. There's no way, no other way around it. I know he's only just turned nineteen, but um, it was it wasn't a good good look for him, and you do worry about his future after that game. But hopefully, he can uh, turn things He'll around. Have a good future, be... I'm sure he can yeah. go around. Just not sure yeah. why we really picked him up. Really, in that sense, if one of those pickups, we even got you know Washington and Angela. You thought, right, oh, there's some sense to it, but. Um... Not sure why we picked him up, really. But, yeah, he's at the club now and maybe in Strasbourg and he can get a good loan, something like that. Yeah. But we'll see him for the development team this year, so hopefully it's a yeah. good season for them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, in the freezer for me, it's the double act. It's going to be Kukurea. <laughs> um, he actually played 90 minutes. I mean, 8.1 on football, mate. I, mean... I know. It's tough to put him in the freezer with 8.1, but yeah. anyone who was at the game watching it yeah. will know that he was absolutely diabolical. Um, yeah. I, I can't believe how bad he is. It's, it's shocking. Um, it's horrible because we all thought he was going to go on loan to United as well. So he's cup tied for, for the League Cup, which I don't think helped with getting that through. And obviously it looks like it's fallen down now. So we're stuck with him for the season. He was... I really wanted to give him an opportunity to play well in this game, you know, show he's a bit of an uh, elite player in terms of he's the most expensive wing-back ever, I think. So, based on that, and when you watch him, it's, I mean, God, he would have done well to get in the Wimbledon team, I think, with that performance. Wow. So, very, very bad. I think he wasn't helped by the fact he's playing with Marrera as well, but, like, he he himself, like, controlling the ball, passing his crossing... All, all really bad. So, uh, yeah, sorry, but Mark Kukurea, you're in the freezer, buddy. Yeah, I think he improved second half, to be honest, but first half he was awful. I mean, I think half the ground were booking Ubers to take him to Heathrow for the flight to Manchester, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't like to hear it, but I mean, he was boo, and there was some booing when his name was read out, which I don't really like, to be honest, but yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, just yeah. when, he gets up, when he gets up the pitch, he's just got like the cutting edge of a Satsuma, just no cutting edge. And I think there's a reason why he gets these high ratings. His park accuracy is always so high because he always just plays, seems to play the safe option. I mean, there's been some stuff going around on Twitter that, you know, that, that clip from West Ham last season where, you know, Rashford will never get the ball if he went to United because he just always plays back into the centre-back. And, yeah, he actually got 0.2x, uh, G. He actually got a 0.2xA assist, but usually just not really there for the assists and... We're, I mean, it's harsh to say we're stuck with him, but we are because we've got three left backs at the club now. It sounds like uh, Manchester United have uh, ducked on the deal. I think they actually wanted to the option to maybe give him back in January. So obviously not much faith. So yeah, looks like we're stuck with him, and yeah, wasn't really wasn't really that uh, impressed by him really. Yeah, go for a woman up then. Have you got? Yeah, woman up. I thought about this quite a lot actually. Um, I'm gonna go Nani Madoweke. Um, Nice. He six out of eight successful dribbles. I mean, the 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 proof in the pudding of Nani is in the stats. Like I said, six out of eight successful dribbles, but six shots, whether no goals from open play, and he missed a big chance. I mean, you were always saying we were saying he took too many touches. He actually took too many touches. I think for, it was a wonderful run. I mean, he he absolutely skinned the right skinned the right uh, the left back. Sorry, and he really is a fantastic dribbler. Like I said, he really like I said last year when he came on when he played started Bournemouth away last year. He can really eat up a lot of ground, but he does take too many touches. But the, 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 in terms of like the, any few missed step overs, things like that. But I think he is—he's a real rough diamond that needs to be polished. And I think Poch will really—I think Poch will really help him. And he's got a lot of ability. And I think he'll scare defenders. And you know what? Like when, when the penalty came up, I think Gallagher probably would have took it as captain. He's like, no, I want to take it. I want it, and I, I like that. And it, the goal meant a lot to him. If, if his first goal at Stamford Bridge, so. All right, fair enough, yes, against the League Two side in, uh, from the penalty spot. But fair enough, he was very happy with it. He was high-fiving Jackson and the stuff like that. So, yeah, warming up from Nonny for me. Dangerous player, runs very well, but just needs to work on the end product. But I thought he just snuck in for warming up. Yeah, I was really, I really liked him. He, looked, he was the most dangerous player on the pitch. Yeah. Um, definitely, yeah, too many touches. We've talked about it before. Just can play the pass a lot earlier sometimes. I think sometimes he wants to like beat the same guy a couple of times. Um, just not needed. I think the skill he's got is good to get him out of situations. It doesn't need to be who he is. Like it, he can be so much more than that. So um, yeah, it's a shame he couldn't finish that chance on the counter attack. So um, disappointing with that. But 
overall thought he was one of the best players on the pitch and it was a shame when he went off because I felt that was like one of our big threats gone but um, yeah good that he got the goal and he was delighted you could tell so yes yeah. that's great to see Maybe you didn't play, score from open play, really should have. But yeah, six shots and very, very active. So yeah, hopefully with Nonny, with Cole Palmer coming in, they can really compete for that right wing role or if Sterling shifts over. But there's definitely a place for him in the squad. And yeah, I think he's got a big future. He's just got to work on that final ball. Um, warming up, for me, <laughs> tricky one. Because um, I, I think you probably picked the right player there in Madueke. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. I'm going to go with a controversial one. But I really like the Ooh. look at... I'm going to go for Robert Sanchez. It's controversial because obviously he was, they gave the penalty against him, which I think if we had VAR probably wouldn't have been given. But um, it was just the catching of the crosses for me on the corners. It was absolutely delightful to watch. I think he pretty <laughs> much caught all of them. Um, and he set up if we think about Madueke's chance, that was all set up from Sanchez catching across um, and the corners that came in. So I thought he was really good on the ball, came and got everything, exactly what you want to see. He was unlucky with the penalty. And I think he's just growing into the game a bit more. He seems a lot more confident on the ball. Yeah, I liked his attitude. He always wants to play forwards, usually. I think he made a few decisions where the crowd didn't were going to Getting a bit not sometimes like oh he isn't thrown out to Jackson but he made good decisions when he was throwing it out because we had quite a good aerial view um so we could see that he was he was making some good throwouts and yeah we saw that with that Mudrick chance at home to Liverpool as well where he caught the corner and then Jackson ran up the pitch and Mudrick almost um went around the around the goalie and scored or, or Matson almost scored on the, the pass back but. They're so important for us to get those, and it's coming from a world of Kepper, where it's absolute carnage with him coming out for stuff. It's it was beautiful to watch, and looking forward to it for the rest of the season. So happy with that. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I, th- I do think we're coming from a bit of a giddy place where I don't think Kepper caught a corner for like two years. I've <laughs> got a guy catching three or four a game, but yeah, him catching corners and rolling it out is going to be really good in transition. There was a couple of times actually where he could have like chucked it out or thrown it to Jackson um, on the break. And yeah, like, like we said, that at the end of the Liverpool game, we nearly won the game in that transition. And yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not 100% shot-stopping. haven't seen much of it. Um, but if that was actually kind of an underrated good save against Luton because it was deflected by um, Gusto. But yeah, I think I think he's solid. I don't think he's an elite goalkeeper. He's not He's not Allison. He's not really Allison for me. He's a 7, 8 out of 10 goalkeeper. But we've probably gone from a... Six out of seven goalkeeper to a seven or eight, so you take that. And with the, there's a new kid, uh, Petrovic, coming in, and they can compete. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a fist fight for minutes. But I do think he was. I do think his distribution is pretty good, actually. And I, I, I saw a few, few things for Brighton because uh, sometimes you get the uh, algorithm of, the, of all the drama we've had with Brighton on uh, on X this on X this season that you see a few Brighton tweets coming through. And they're like, oh, we want we want Sanchez back because they're not very happy with with uh, for I think his name is. So yeah, maybe we've got a bit, and he was only twenty million, so very cheap. So yeah, happy with him so far. Nice, boiling hot. There was only one for me. It's yeah. it's Captain it's Captain Connor. Connor oh, Gallagher. nice. It's it's Connor Gallagher. Um, thought he was fantastic in the game. I mean, stats were unbelievable. Just three days stats. Um, I think he got ninety five percent pass accuracy, sixty seven percent shot accuracy. He created zero point xg himself. <laughs> 118 touches, that's loads for a player in that position. Five out of five successful dribbles, um, two out of three tackles, and 10 out of 11 ground jewels. He was everywhere. I mean, he took it He took it seriously. I mean, he looked like he was a first-team player playing in a second-team, uh, second-screen squad. That's the best compliment I can give him. He looked like he was playing, and clearly, he looked like he was, and not on an Enzo level, but he, he looked well in the company of Enzo and Jackson when he come on. And I know there's a lot of inj- there's a lot of things Matt Law and Kinsella are important that Tottenham are weighing up going in for a big bid for him. Um, I, I have no interest in selling Conor Gallagher. It, this um, is interesting, isn't it, about the the 45 mil bid for for Gallagher? Because I think if you'd asked everyone at the start of the season or before the first game, would you accept 45 million for Conor Gallagher? I think we all of us would have said yes. But yeah. now it almost seems like forty-five million to Tottenham. No way. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that. Yeah. It, it, the the narrative on him has completely changed. I think you'd have. Po- to Poch has improved him. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think, I think, I think Posh has found his position. This is where he's good. It's this sort of box to box midfielder. Um, he's doing such good work defensively as he is offensively. I think he was too far up before um, where he wasn't. He's just not good enough. Like you receive the ball in tight spaces. You get a lot more press, you know, a lot more pressure on the ball in those areas. You need to be able to be good and turn quickly. He gets a lot. He's a lot, you know, he's not getting pressed as much in these sort of back areas. He seems to be a lot quicker at like knowing where to pass before he gets it as well. So, you know, he's doing a lot of two touch, one touch stuff, which you wouldn't have seen before. Sure, sometimes he's a little bit heavy, but I just think the position that he's got now with the formation, I think it just suits him perfectly. He's a, it's just some people just in systems just really, really work. And if you think of, I always think of like Xhaka last season at Arsenal, him and his system really worked and he, he excelled. I think the same with Gallagher in this system. I think he just looks really, really good. Um, and I, I think that's where we're seeing the real benefit from him. So I actually think if you did sell him to Tottenham, if he plays in the same position in the same system, I think he'd be really good. I think it, otherwise, I think he could get a little bit, he could look, look, look a little bit awkward, but... Yeah, I think Poch has found the right spot for him, and but he's delivering as well. He's not just, you know, it's not just about Poch. It's, it's him. He's he's improved his game as well. Sometimes Chelsea, I think we we do go window shopping. You look at players on YouTube, and they've got these compilations. If Conor Gallagher was playing for Brighton, you, you'd want him. I mean, I know it's a bit of a rudimentary thing to say. Sometimes you know you get this like shiny to new toy syndrome. We want these new players. We've already got a really good player in this kid, and you know the, he he's got three or four goals last season, even under Potter and. He tries, and I mean, his pressing is ridiculous. I mean, he, I mean, he'll play three games in a week. I assume he'll start for us, which we'll talk about later on. But absolute machine, got an like, engine, perfect player for Poch in terms of the press, pressing high up, getting the ball back, recoveries. Tuchel would have loved him in that sense as well. So, yeah, I, I don't see any unless we get a mega bid from Spurs, and they're also going for Brennan Johnson. So I think that can split the cash a bit. Um, I wouldn't bother unless we get like a 55 million bid or something like that I wouldn't be considering it I think we should keep him we've made 250 million I think or near two in sales this summer I don't think we need it for FFP either so for me he should stay and be given a chance and maybe even possibly can give him the new contract yeah people forget he's only 23 years old as well it's not like he's uh, you know he can still improve a lot from this age so yeah 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 he was going to be my boiling hot too and I thought nice touch making him captain as well Chelsea through and through would have been a nice evening for him. He took, and he took it, right? He took the captaincy and he, he wore it really well. Like you said, he was so commanding on the pitch. He was he was clearly like an elite player on that pitch, just running past everyone. It was incredible. And just a bit more macro point about the club. There's been a lot of stuff coming out for the academy that they weren't they weren't happy that Mount went well, devastating that Lewis Hall was gone. If Gallagher goes as well in the same summer. It's not a good, uh, you know, it's not good for Cobham. It's not good for kids coming in. You know, we we in terms of the academy, you need players to actually pick Chelsea over the Man Cities of the world and your Man United and your Spurs to actually have a pathway to the team. You can't just keep... We've got, 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 got to give some of these um, players a chance. And I know it's pure profit and things like that, but we've made plenty of money this summer. So I think, I think they should actually give him a new contract and give him a go. But yeah, I think, I think he's been, I've been really impressed with him and he's just improving every game. And even the Liverpool game, we didn't really miss Caicedo that much. He was fantastic in that game. So yeah, really, really impressed with him. And again, and if a mega big comes, then... He's going nowhere for me. I just want to ask about one player that you guys haven't talked about and a player that I haven't actually seen play before. So that's why I'm asking. Leslie Ugo Chukwu was starting in centre midfield yesterday, 19 years old. What did you guys think? Well, he was actually my alternative warming up. So that probably answers your question. Um, before we really grew into the game, he was a bit nervy at first. I mean, it was his home debut um, in terms of the starting. 93% pass accurate. He showed a lot of good attributes, up and down, very solid. Also, like, quite attacking, like, in the box, he tried to get some one-twos, tried to get a shot off as well. I think Romeo Lavia, he might have a job getting in this team, because Uga Chukwu, I don't think we can actually loan him out in terms of the loaning out numbers. Uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure if we can. Can we? Can we? Can we? No, I think we've run, almost run out now. I think it's pretty tight to loan him out to Strasbourg. I think that was the original plan, but I think Poch is impressed with him, and they've, they've loaned out Santos instead. Um Lavia might have a job getting in his team because Ukachukwu is a very good player and um, very, very highly rated from Rennes. And, yeah, 19 think, years old. 19. Yeah. He looks to play one twos a lot. Very dynamic box to box. Actually not too dissimilar from Caicedo in that sense. So very, very good player commanding. 
I, I think uh, they, he did a 40-yard recovery and got the ball back. They got the crowd a cheer, and they got the crowd on his side. So, yeah, very good day. I thought he was like one of the top three or four performers in the in the team, to be honest. Nice. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah it was a... The, the reason I don't think he went in the warming-up section is because of the mistakes he made in the game, which proved, um, well, critical for the goal that we conceded because we had the ball and he gave the ball away, which led to Conor Gallagher fouling the player, which then obviously the free kick comes in and, and the penalty is given. And that was all about him, Ugochukwe's. And he lost the ball a few times in the second half. And especially in the last 10 minutes of the game, it might have been the last five minutes, he had the ball and he lost it with two of the Wimbledon players and they were through. Um, I can't remember who got back. Um, I saw that and, on the extended highlights. Yeah, I so, think Colwell, Colwell got back and made an interception, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's the. I think he's good at good shot. I, I, I think he he definitely needs a loan. Um, he's not quite at the level that you need to be at. I don't think to play in the Premier League just yet. But I think there's uh, some definitely some good signs. I think he's he's looking really. He looks good on the ball generally. Um, he's maybe deceptively quicker than than he looks as well. But yeah, I think he's just kind of he's got, has it. He just hasn't played enough, right? And I think I that's. Think, just, I think when you look at young players, they're going to make mistakes. They're always going to be a bit error ridden. Yeah. But when, when you look at the attributes, he's got a very, lot of very good. And when you look at young players, I think you should look at the attributes that they've got. And I think he's got very good attributes for a box to box midfielder, and I think he could think be one. Needs, he just needs to play though. Like he just looks like yeah. someone who just needs to play every week. Yeah, so I'm surprised they didn't send him out on loan, but I guess they wanted to prioritize Santos's development over I'll him. Be honest, so. Like, if Lavia wasn't bought in, I think they should definitely keep him around. But because Lavia has been bought, I think I think it'd be better for Leslie to get some game time because it's going to be really tight because we've got a lot of players in our position now. So yeah. yeah. So before the game kicked off, in the uh, <laughs> having some food, we got the here we go from Romano and Cole Palmer from Man City, who was actually named in the morning as the the player Chelsea were interested in signing. For sort of the last couple of days of the window it was tied up very quickly. Um, it's a deal worth forty million pounds, um, I think, with some add-ons, and it's a signing that I think ticks the boxes of what Pochettino was looking for as well. He sort of wanted someone to play along the front, sort of the front three lines, sort of the left wing, right wing, ten, and then also someone who's played in the Premier League. Um, luckily for him in this in this purchase as well, he's played some Champions League as well. So, Cole Palmer, what, what do we think? What's the verdict on on this as a signing for us? Yeah, I love the fit for for Palmer at Chelsea. I, I think this is exactly the sort of profile that we were looking for, which is a player that wouldn't command a first team spot um, for when we get our injured players back, like in Kunku especially. Um, is a player that will will start every week when he's back. So it's not someone that's a, a you know monster fee or a player that, that's going to need to play every week. He's exactly the profile of player as well in terms of um, positional versatility. He can play left wing, right wing, and can play ten as well. In fact, played ten for England's youth team with Madueke uh, very recently, where Madueke was on the right wing and Palmer played ten, and they look good together. And and I think we might see that actually. In the next few weeks, that that exact uh, setup. So yeah, I think ticks every single box. Like not a huge fee. Obviously, forty million pounds is a lot of money, but these days, sort of the price of rice, I guess. With, with if you're looking to add to a squad like Chelsea's, um, and yeah, uh, I'm loving it. I mean, I almost choked to my Nando's when Chris told me to here we go because uh, before the game because it was a lot of rumours and it, it came out of left field. This one, I mean, there was a lot of links. Cole Palmer was a name that we didn't think of, but then. Then it all comes back to Joe Shields, uh, the sporting director that we picked up. He's got a history at Southampton and uh, Man City, and that's that's led to the Lavia and uh, Cole Palmer. I don't think that would, I don't think these deals would have happened about Joe Shields, to be honest. And this is the beauty of having these variety of, um, you know, these head-hunted uh, sporting directors because they can get the players in. And like Craig said, he can play ten right wing, le- um, left wing. I, and I remember him playing against Aspie. Given Aspie nightmares in that game, where that game we reviewed with Man City was sort of celebrating. Given Aspie nightmares at the end of last season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, what I mean is, he can also play left wing as a left foot. I mean, he just yeah. no, it's just not an inverted player. He can play across a variety of positions. You know, he's unproven, young. Obviously, he hasn't played a ton of minutes, and I think Pep really rated him. But I think since they bought Doku, and they're just very his pathway into the team was blocked, so they decided to sell. 
Um, I, I've heard some rumours, you know, why would City sell like a good player? So maybe we should be wary. I don't think so. I think you know the FF, FF, uh, the FFP uh, sharks have been possibly circling around City of their issues, and they maybe just need a pure profit sell, a little bit like we've done with Mount, and where maybe in the early in the summer we wouldn't, we might have done with Gallagher. So. I don't think we should be put off by that. I think we picked up a very good young player and um, another left footer for the left left footed union to go to match up with Madueke. Uh, and yeah, very happy, very unexpected, but yeah, a good player. And I think he'll add to the squad nicely. I think he did that interview, didn't he? After the Super Cup, he played really well in that game. And he was asked about his city future, and he just said, "I just want to play football." And yeah. I think when you when you hear that from him, that that's exactly you know when Chelsea come in from him, that, that that's the first thing that comes to his mind is I'm going to play more. Yeah, uh, you know, there's no pathway into that that Man City team at all. Yeah. They, Grealish and Haaland are taking up two spots, and then you know you've got Bernardo Silva who actually ended up sticking around, um, and uh, Foden on that side as well. And then they signed Doku. You know, De Bruyne is going to come back soon. You know, they, they they just have so much talent that although in the summer teams, uh, when you're looking at City, you think, oh, he's the perfect Riyad Mahrez replacement, really, uh, Palmer. It, it it turns out that City actually didn't think that. So, yeah, excited to get him. 41 uh, games for City he played and six goals since his debut in 2020. So, exciting young player. Yeah, I quite like the look of him. He looks really, I mean, he looks fantastic on the ball. Um, I guess if you think about it from like a perspective of, you know, Lewis Hall was kind of in the same position and he left. I feel like we've got a much better player, which suits an area of the pitch where we're a little bit lighter. Uh, for not too dissimilar money so um it's a really good upgrade i'm excited to see Cole palmer rated very highly obviously if pep guardiola is picking him to play for man city then you would assume that he's reasonably talented at football um and yeah i think we need we kind of need him i mean you saw we kind of touched on it at the beginning of the game against wimbledon but we're a little bit light on players i mean the only attacking player we had off off the bench really was uh, Enzo um, and Jackson, which are first team players in the Carabao Cup, so we definitely need a bit more um, uh, support in that area. So, really good player, rough and ready in terms of Premier League. So, fantastic. And I think that I think it I think it looks like a, the kind of signing that we'll look back on in four or five years time, and people will think about that value of, the, of him at forty million and go, that was a really good price. Um, that we got him for because I think he's going to deliver quite well for us just because he's he's just he just looks like someone who's who can see a pass and I think with the profile of players we have in those attacking spaces with the pace we kind of needed that I'm not comparing him to Odegaard too much but he's that he's in that kind of like area where he just needs the people in front of him to to kind of make the runs and uh, he'll he'll kind of find you so yeah exciting and in other news, Romelu Lukaku has made his loan switch to Roma for the year and will swiftly move on. Yeah. Lovely. So we have a game at the weekend. The Premier League is back. A bit of Barclays that everyone loves. Um, Nottingham Forest is the opponent of choice uh, for Saturday, three o'clock. Um, Forest, who only managed one away win last season and travel to Chelsea. We're looking for three wins on the bounce in all competitions and back-to-back Premier League wins. What do we think landing up against Forest? Yeah, I think uh should be should be a good game. Forest have actually really impressed this season so far. Very unlucky to lose last week at, at United. I actually fancied them to to get something from that game, even pre-game, sort of touted them up as uh, as a potential outsider to get a shock win. And uh, they were tuning up inside four minutes, but still managed to lose somehow. Uh, got a really physical team. And their striker, Taiwo Awanyi, is set a, or matched or set a club record for goals in a row. He's looking really, really good. He caused us a lot of problems last year. He scored twice at Stamford Bridge in that fixture, um, which I remember very well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they'll be a dangerous opponent, but an opponent we should be, obviously. Yeah, the uh, Burnley dumped him out of the League Cup um, midweek. But, Brady, what do you think? Are you, are you worried about Forrest and Brennan Johnson well, I, coming I, to town? First of all, before we worry about any of that, I'm going to do a little pre-quiz here. 
because I'm the quick yeah. mark. All back. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get it in, trying to <laughs> trying to put the doubt in the waters, you know, mud in the water. Um, which former Chelsea player started for Forest last week at Man United? So Ollie Aina, surely. Oh, he's got it straight away. There you go. That was my little yeah. Anyway, straight on to business. Rubbish, please. Oh, slander, slander, <laughs> slander. Absolutely. Those, those WhatsApp drives that I've been doing, it's, you're taking it to heart, mate. Um, well, the, well, the thing with Forest is they've got about 300 players, so you never really know who's going to start. Um, it, it's a lot like playing a team like West Ham. I mean, it, the, the, the last week they scored from a set piece and scored from transition. That's all we've got to worry about. Looking after them in transition, uh, they've got a lot of pace. I'm not sure if Brennan Johnson will still be at the club, but they've got Gibbs, White, Johnson. Alanga can come on. He's very fast. Um, they've got a pretty good base in terms of Yates and Danilo in the middle. Um, but uh, And they're very physical team, so I think we might struggle a bit of set pieces as well. Like, and last year, we I think we can see the head of goal when a one he scored. So, yeah, we'll have to be careful of them. They're a very dangerous opponent. And although they've got an awful away record last season, I think they're gathering, I think they're gathering a bit of a confidence in that sense. And um, I just think it's not a bad time to play for us, though, because they're a bit all over. They're trying to get players in and out. They're not, there's a, a lot going on with Brennan Johnson. He could be going to Spurs. So not a bad time to play. Them. I think they're a bit unsettled at the moment. Um, and they seem to sometimes just sort of... Uh, snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory or, or, or a draw in terms of at Arsenal and uh, Man United they probably should have got something but still managed to lose the game so probably trying it quite hard to get over the line in terms of winning the way but I think we should win the game but we, we'd have to be a bit careful of them on the break Yeah they're, they're definitely offering a, a big threat uh, they've signed, signed, I mean they're doing a bit with Chelsea they've signed a lot of players this this window so mm. they might be uh, picking names out of the hat for whoever gets a starting, uh, starting place at the moment but very, very good team. Obviously, they came up um, last year and I think they've been very positive. Um, I think they're a team that can offer a lot of danger. Well set up. I think they did well to keep Cooper in. I think he's done a good job for them. So I think we should have too much for them, though, in terms of firepower these days with Jackson and Sterling leading the line. Do we, do we think Madweke is going to start? After his, uh, I think, league yeah, cup. I think he, I think he should. I don't because I think Mudrick's still unavailable. No, Mudrick's back in training. So. Is he? Yeah. Oh, so it's, we could see, could see Michaela Mudrick. It's a bit of a playing. headache actually. This game, like, what, what does Poch do? Does he stick with the Chilwell sort of free roll down the left and Sterling on the right where he's been excelling, or does he twist and maybe go to a? Go to a four-two-three-one or something like that, and then put some, uh, Sterling on the left and Madueke on the right or something like that. If if a bit of stick or twist, it might be. A, um, you know, it's just before the international break, so he might want the initial international break to maybe train up this idea and get it into the players that are left or talk about the coaching, talk with the coaching staff. So it's an interesting one, whether he'll stick or twist in terms of uh, having three central defenders on the pitch or not. I don't think they'll see... change formations. I don't think they'll will, change formations. Will we see Cole Palmer? I think the game's going to come too soon for Palmer to, to start. He may well be on the bench. So we, are we thinking exactly the same team as Luton then? So Sanchez, Dizazi, Silva, Colwell, yeah. Gusto, Gallagher, Caicedo, Chilwell, Sterling, Jackson, Fernandez. I don't really see where you start Madureke if you play the same system. That's the problem with the system. It's hard to get attackers in. I think they're going to have to go back to a two central defended role, to be honest. I think they have to. Um, because... With Madueke and Palmer, it's difficult playing a 3 4 3 and getting all the players up there. Very similar to what happened with the under two call. You just can't, too many players sitting about doing nothing, not getting minutes. So um, it depends what it'll do. But yeah, I think it. Gallagher played 90, didn't he? And there's a chance he drops out of the team. I know he's playing well at the moment, but they put Madueke in for, for Gallagher and move Enzo back uh, a bit just yeah. to play in the double pivot with Caicedo. Yeah, he could do that. That's not a bad shot. I'm, I'm a bit reticent, though, to take Raheem Sterling off the right-hand side. I mean, he's been absolutely electric. Um, if it isn't broke, don't, don't fix it sort of mentality in that sense. And maybe you just rejiggle things after the international break. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Score yeah. predictions for Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. I'm going to go with 2-1 Chelsea. I think 3-1. Chelsea. Three goals again. Loving that. 4-2. 4-2. Two. 
Four what goals. What a game, boys. It's the big one. Three, <laughs> three, if we're playing three wingers, then it's going to be... We well, just set a bar and Chris goes above it, never below it. <laughs> you seem to go last for the score. Chris, you should always go first because you just always just go, right, I'll, I'll, do more goals. I'll do more goals then. Two, three, four. four two. There you go. I tell you what, if you followed us on Instagram last night for the uh, Chelsea uh, Wimbledon game, you got a free tip. I said Madaweke anytime. And there you go. That was uh, well, handing out tips on the Insta stories now. So yeah. yeah, tune in for Instagram for the Saturday game. You get the the next insight once we've seen the team. Yeah, I mean, I might go six nil next week, and you'll have to go eight nil because you just have to you have to outdo something. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go six minus one or something. <laughs> um, right, good stuff. Let's uh, let's move our attention to the quiz. Questions about the blues, so you don't lose, they'll beat a few clues. Correct answers only, it is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. Right, guys, are you ready? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Who's who's up first this week? I guess uh, Chris went first last week, so I guess it's got to be James Brady. Well, same it's format. Be me because I won last week. You know, winner stays on. Winner stays on. Fine, yeah. So same format. Seven questions I've got for you guys. Ooh, um, seven. And let's see who can get the most points this week. If I, if you know, if I, if I don't get it, it defers to Chris. Is that right? Yes, that, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, same, same format. So Chelsea versus always Nottingham the same. Forest. Always the same. Always the same. <laughs> Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest, as we were just discussing last season, ended. A couple of draws, the game at home ending 2-2, with two goals from our current inform man, Raheem Sterling. He was on the left wing that day in attack, with Noni Madueke on the right wing. And which player up top? Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz is incorrect. Chris, chance to nick a point early. Also. This was the this is towards the end of the season. This is a Lampard game. I think. Mm. Oh god, I I think I've blanked this from my memory. <laughs> Who was playing up front? I just remember Trev Chalaber being like a cafu that day. That's what I remember. Um, I remember Mendy making an absolute meal of a cross, and that's what I won you scored the goal. Oh, yeah. Mendy yeah. got a run out, didn't he? Yeah. Um. I don't remember. Gonna have to press I... you for an. Gonna have to press you for an answer. For... <laughs> I don't remember anyone who. I don't remember who the striker was who played. In... This, this game was only a few months ago. He's yeah, pressed you, like... mate. He's gonna time you out again. Hurry up. I'm gonna, gonna have to much. go. I'm gonna have to go for. Um, I don't know Gallagher. Connor Gallagher was not up front for us in that game. Up front in false nine was Joe Felix. In the news this week, as he lost his number seven shirt at Atletico Madrid, despite still being there, to Antoine Griezmann. Oh, I forgot about him. Nottingham Forest is one of the few clubs we can't sing any European Cup songs to. They actually won the trophy in back-to-back years, and I'll accept either of those years for a point from you, Chris. Why do I get the questions that aren't relevant? (laughs) I knew you were going to vote. This has been this has been this is a stitch up. 1967. 1967 is incorrect. James Brady, chance to nick a point? So I'll get one guess for either of the two years. Either the two, back-to-back years they won it. So they won the European Cup in back-to-back years. 82. 82 is very close, but no, 1979 and 1980 are the two years they won won the European Cup. They also won the Premier League the year before that as well. Top team in the late 70s. Nottingham Forest. Oh, I've missed a tap in there. I've knew that. Chris so, another tough question coming up for you, though, Brady. You're back, back on you here. They also hold another record, fielding the youngest ever goalkeeper in a Premier League game. Jordan Smith was his name. He lined up in a game against Norwich City in 1995. How old was he? The youngest goalkeeper ever fielded ever to start a Premier League game. How old was he? 17. 17 years old is incorrect. Chris, chance to nick a point? I'd love to go 16. Oh, you've gone the wrong way. 
18 oh. years old. 18 years and 14 days. 16! You can't have start a 16-year-old goalie, Chris. You've had a well, nightmare there. Yes, you? mate. They want oh, you. <laughs> You've had an absolute nightmare. You should have, should have gone up one. Being six well, form, it's easy, easy when you know the answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, we played Forest in the Premier League last year. So, this is Chris. This is your question. Um, but before that, the last match between Chelsea and Forest in the Premier League was in 1999, with Chelsea running out 3-1 winners at the City ground. Pierre van Hooydonk got Nottingham Forest's goal that day, but who scored Chelsea's goals? There was a single goal scorer and a player with a brace. It's a midfielder and a striker. I'm going to read you the team to give you a bit of a, a helping hand. Um, Ed De Hoy in goal, Dan Petrescu, Albert Ferrer, Celestine Babiaro, Frank LeBeuf, Marcel Desailly, the mystery midfielder who grabbed a brace, Jody Morris, Bernard Lambord, Gianfranco Zola, and the striker that got a goal in that game. Chris, can you name either of those two players for a point? Can I go with... Uh, Dennis Wise. Dennis Wise is not correct. James Brady. Did the striker get two goals? No, the striker only got one, and the midfielder got a brace. I'd imagine it was his only brace. I'm going to go Mikel Forcell. Mikel Forcell is correct. Yes, he's done it. Forcell, have you pulled that out? <laughs> that is an absolute dig out. I just, remember, I just remember that game. He scored in the sixth minute of that game. So James Brady, chance to nick both points. Can you read the midfielder again? So the midfield was Jody Morris, yeah. Bernard Lambord, and Dan yeah. Petrescu. Yeah. So it looks like a 4-4-2. With Petrescu playing right wing, Morris and Lambord in the middle. I'll go Di Matteo. Roberto Di Matteo is not correct. You're looking for probably a left winger, Chris, to nick yeah, a point. I th- I th- is this Lasso? This is not Graham Lasso. It's like my play further up. Yeah, this player actually is famous for scoring an absolute cracker against Spurs away from 30 yards. Oh, I know oh. this. Biani Goldbeck. Goldbeck. Biani Goldbeck grabbed a brace that oh, day. Scandinavian day that day, wasn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the last Premier League game against Nottingham Forest before last one nil to me then. Nineteen ninety nine. done so far. <laughs> yes, 1-0 to you. You guys are, are struggling a bit with the questions today. Um, this is a question for Chris. From that same game, apart from Pierre van Hooydonk, who I read out, I just want one player that was playing for Nottingham Forest that day. <laughs> Shaka Hislop. Shaka Hislop. That's got to be one of the worst guesses we've had in the quiz. Oh, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Steve James. Stone. Steve Stone is correct. Oh, that's a good guess. Come on. Shaka Hislop. You're not been watching uh, the Premier League years on the Sky Sports, mate. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so, I mean, well, my, been... my questions are: when when did Forest win the cup, and who was playing in their team? I've got that. It's good to it's good to learn a bit about the opposition, mate. A bit of history. Okay, last question from today. From that from that season, Forest obviously got relegated, finishing bottom of the table with just thirty points. Blackburn and Charlton joined them, going down, but where? Did Chelsea finish that season? James Brady. 99-2000, yeah? This is 98-99. I'll go ninth. Ninth place? That is not correct. Chris, 98-99, where did we finish? I'm going to go sixth. Sixth place is not correct either. Guys, we came third with 75 points that season. Oh, yeah, that's that's the... Gianfranco Zola was our top goal scorer. We also won the Super Cup that season. I got mixed up. That was the one... That's when we win the title race, weren't we? We we had an absolutely fantastic season under the late, great Gianluca Vialli. That's that's one of my favourite seasons. We were four points off winning the league. In that era, unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I missed it. So there it is, guys. The quiz. James Brady runs runs out after seven questions. Runs out a one nil winner. 
2-0. Steve Stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Steve Stone. Sorry, a 2-0 winner. Well, two wins in a row for Chelsea and two wins in a row for Brady. So that's that. Zero points, Chris. How are you feeling? Did, the quiz is too tough. Questions, <laughs> questions didn't go my way. <laughs> Back-to-back weeks of the questions not, not falling right for you. Disaster. Hopefully I get some Chelsea questions. I'll give you a tip. We play Bournemouth Thanks. next. There'll be questions about Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah. I, need to go into, I need to go research Bournemouth's uh, historical yeah. place positions in old when teams. Were, when were Bournemouth founded? <laughs> <laughs> What's Bournemouth's capacity in their first stadium? Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Let's quickly touch on the FPL. Mm. While we're... Well, it doesn't have to be that quick, does it? Well, spend a few minutes. all we need to know is the last time we were speaking... I was bottom of the league, then I was second bottom, and now I'm third bottom. So, absolutely storming up the league. So, in about 25 weeks, <laughs> I should be somewhere near the top. Um, but speaking of the top, stuck in the mudrick, Craig. You've uh, wow. You scampered 80 points. Gusto Bowen Fernandez, Saka yep. Rashford, fantastic. Yeah. I've got to say that the Chelsea boys helping me out 20 points from Gusto and Chilwell. But yeah, Bruno, I, I, I'm a big Bowen fan this year. I've got, I'm on board with him a, a, a bit ahead of the curve, I think. So yeah. Bowen uh, away for Brighton. What an absolute dig out. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah. I had Anderson on the bench for 11 point our nightmare. But yeah, I mean, I'm in sixth place. Just, you know, in the weeds, waiting to pounce. But yeah, Chris, mate, I don't know. You're, you might play triple captain here. I don't know what you're doing here. Joint well, top, actually, we, we should probably uh, give a shout out oh, to yeah, who we're joint top who, with. Yeah, Rommel, Rommel Waite with London FC. Um, top of the joint top. Um, his team actually didn't have a fantastic week. He only got 47 points. Um, unlucky with Foden and Haaland, potentially. Um, a lot of people had Captain Haaland at Sheffield United, um, who didn't deliver, unfortunately. Good he friend of mine. Good, he's a good friend of mine, actually, Romel. So uh, yeah, triple tri- Arsenal didn't do him too well last week. Saka got a got a goal, but everyone had him. But yeah, is he an Arsenal fan? Yeah, yeah, Arsenal diehards. Of course he is. Lovely. Well, we'll look forward to checking in, see if Craig maintains his top spot, or if uh, it all goes horribly wrong for him. Right, that is all we've got time for this week. Regardless of the result against Nottingham Forest, we will be back next week. For all updates on all things ESCR, you can follow us on Twitter or X at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram for all game day coverage and some news and bits um, on Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. Now, as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>